Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, the Lombardi Line brought to you by BetMGM. It's the king of sports books. If you're in Vegas, bring your state-issued ID to any MGM property. You're ready to bet within minutes. Remember, you can just go to BetMGM.com, download the app. It's been newly reconfigured for in-game bettors. Make sure you check it out. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, a ton to do in this hour. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. Thomas Gable will join coming up in just a little bit. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network Conference Championship Sunday. So, the injury we've been focused on is Patrick Mahomes, for good reason. Of course, the best player in the NFL with the ankle. However, yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, Michael, but Jim Nance, mm-hmm. who was broadcasting the Farmers Insurance there uh, down in San Diego, remotely from Kansas City, came on and said <laughs> on the broadcast that Travis Kelsey was questionable with a back injury. Now, it appears he's going to be fine. He's going to give it a go with back spasms. What are you hearing about Kelsey in the back? Well, I mean, look, back spasms are always, uh, as the great uh, Polly Walnut says, nobody knows anything about when it comes to backs, right? You know, so it's challenging. And back spasms, I can remember being at a Bruce Springsteen concert in San Francisco at Pac Bell Park. And Max Weinberger, the drummer, was having back spasms. Mm. And they they needed somebody to find a doctor to get the 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 back spasm medicine the anti-inflammatory medicine to help control the spasms and finally one of the team doctors was actually at the game they ran got a got some prescription and, and he played the concert 20 minutes late but he played the whole thing so i think there's ways that they can make sure that they get him through the game kelsey's a tough kid they will get him through the game and you know look he's going to have an impact because he's such a vital part to their passing game i mean we call him a tight end but as i said yesterday He's not a tight end. He's a big receiver who's a mass mismatched nightmare for most teams because you can't cover him with the safety. The corners are too small for him. And when he gets the ball in his hands, he's really tough to handle. And he's going to carry a grudge into this game because the last time they played in Cincinnati, you know, he catches a pass on first and 10 for about a 20-yard gain and gets the ball stripped out of his hands. 
And that play ultimately cost the Chiefs the game. That ball getting stripped. He got gang-tackled, and the ball got stripped. Cincinnati recovered, took the lead. Then they moved it. They had a punt, never got the ball back again. I think Kelsey plays. I think he plays well. The prop I love, Patrick, is Kelsey for a touchdown. Yeah, anytime touchdown, minus 115, yes, on Travis Kelsey over at DraftKings. And your point is well taken as far as the analogy with the drummer and Max Weinberg. I mean, a back spasms for a drummer, you would think that would debilitate him. He got the muscle relaxer or whatever he had, and he was ready to go. By the way, Kansas City at BetMGM just moved to two and a half. Yesterday, most shops were showing Kansas City a point and a half. Remember, this number opened Kansas City a point favorite, Michael Lombardi. We saw this number flip on Tuesday of this past week all the way to the Bengals laying two and a half off the Mahomes news. Now we're circled back. We're all the way the other way, Kansas City laying two and a half. Yeah, I mean, look, and I think a lot of this is, you know, so the books, so you understand the books didn't want to get middled on this game, right? Because the volatility of this line, you there's some probably people that have the Bengals plus two, you know, out there. And so if you have the Bengals and you're getting two, then it went down to where you have the Chiefs getting two. I mean, this line has moved all over the place. We've seen it going crazy. So I, I think that middle part has held this from really moving as much. But now is the time that they have to do it because as I think as we get closer to the game, even though the Chiefs don't have a lot of tickets written on them, that the Bengals have more tickets, the sharp money is on Kansas City because, again, I love Joe Burrow. I love the Bengals. But when you break down the three games and study them closely, Kansas City gave them the opportunity to win. I'm not saying since he didn't earn it. But Kansas City was in the game their fourth quarter, their second half. Their own miscues cost them the game. These are even match teams. And I think the difference today is going to be Chris Jones. I think all the talk about Mahomes, I think the difference is Chris Jones against the interior of the Cincinnati offensive line, whether it's Karras or, or the guards. I think it's going to be very challenging. And that pressure from inside is going to be a problem. We saw it when Tennessee played Cincinnati in, the cha- in a playoff game last year, Jeffrey Simmons' impact on that game against the guards. You know, that, that score was got shut down. Tennessee didn't move the football. They had a chance. They turned it over four times in that game. I think that's going to be the difference in this game. There is a disparity, Michael, with the Bengals and Chiefs as far as ATS. You hear that on the network all the time. That means against the spread. Kansas City disparate than Cincinnati. They're 7-11 ATS this season. The Chiefs' 11 ATS losses are the most by any team entering the conference championship game in the Super Bowl era. We know they don't cover at home. Conversely, Cincinnati has covered five straight road games. They're 8-2 ATS on the road this season. Joe Burrow, 5-1 ATS in his playoff career. He's 4-0 as a dog. I'm just throwing those numbers at you as that number starts to get up there to 2-2.5 two, two with the Chiefs lane at the Bengals covered. The Chiefs haven't. Yeah, and I think, look, you know, the Chiefs, there's a tax you pay for the Chiefs. I mean, sure. let's be honest. It's it's booked into the numbers. So six, but how many times have the Chiefs covered when the spread's been under three? I think that's really the number. That's That's what we should be looking at more than the overall spread because we know that the number is always baked in higher for the Chiefs. So you got to be real careful at looking at past history. It's specific history. It's a little bit like when you're breaking down a game. You know, you don't look at the last three games. You look at what's common about your team that the team you're going to play. And then you watch those games. For example, San Francisco spent, probably spent a lot of time watching Indianapolis. 
the game against Indianapolis. They probably spent a lot of time watching Chicago. They watch the games that fit what they do and then tailor their team. Same thing in betting. Like, when was the line three and does San Francisco, does Kansas City cover? Okay, your power ratings. Let's get to those and we'll get to the quarterback rankings as well. Uh, you've got the Chiefs one, you've got the Eagles two, you've got the Niners three, and the Bengals, if they're looking for more disrespect, maybe they can add Michael Lombardi to the list. You've got them four. Yeah, but, I mean, these yeah, are four tightly grouped teams, obviously. But the, Okay, so the difference in my point system from these four teams is basically basically 20 points. So, I mean, there's nothing there. Like, these are four really evenly matched teams. This could be 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. That's how close they are. And my lines for the game this week are, you know, the Eagles at 1.1 favorite and and Kansas City 1.5. So in my power rankings, other than Dallas, these are the four best teams. Now let's take it a step further. How about the what I call game codes, which are the 19 categories that I think determine winning, right? Who's the best in those areas? San Francisco's good in 15 of the top. They're great in 15 of the 19. They're in the top 12. Cincinnati's 14 in the top 12. Kansas City's 14 in the top 12. Philadelphia's 12 in the top. So they're all in the top of all these categories. So there's no advantage. So oftentimes when you're handicapping a game, you go to the power rankings and then you go to the game codes. And when there's a discrepancy and the line and that, those game codes kind of help you sort it through. That's not the case this week. That's not the case. Both these teams are really even. Both these teams are very similar in their areas of strength, which determine winning. I've got those Chiefs win favored by a field goal or less numbers from Elliott coming up. But quickly, we've got the quarterback rankings. And what's interesting, all four quarterbacks starting in the conference championship are going to be under 28. That's kind of an anomaly with Tom Brady and others that we've seen recently. Uh, But there's one outlier. You've got three MVP candidates, Mahomes one, Burrow two, Hurts three, and then you've got Brock Purdy at four. Yeah, and like Charlie White says, I mean, Purdy gets so much about being a manager, but you know, when I said this earlier on the show, you know, everybody can't wait to put the graphic up there if Kyle Shanahan only wins with with Jimmy Garoppolo. He couldn't win with Nick Mullen. He couldn't win with Brian Hoyer. He couldn't win with 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 Bethard. Uh, you know, he couldn't win with those guys. But he's won with Pur- Purdy because Purdy is good. Purdy's accurate. He's smart. He's quick-minded. Right. So oftentimes we get stuck with who's really quick-footed, who's quick, who makes the somebody miss, the allure in the pocket. But quick-minded always defeats quick-footed, always. And Purdy's quick-minded. He knows where to go with the football, so you got to give him credit there. He's just a young player, and the system fits him, which enhances everything. What's another interesting factor about this game is there's only one quarterback who is paid like an elite quarterback in the Final Four. And Burrow's going to get his money. Burrow's going to be in the same category as Mahomes. And knowing Burrow the way he is, I'm sure he's going to make a deal with the Bengals that benefits the Bengals to allow them to acquire talent. Right? Because if you take all the money, like, like that's what Mahomes didn't do. He could have taken way more money. But he knows how much he needs to help the team around him. I think Burrow will do the same thing. But that's what you have to do while your team's young with a quarterback on a rookie contract. You've got to build the talent level around them. 
Elliot told me that I guess Joe Burrow showed up yesterday to Kansas City in a t-shirt that said sorry in advance. Was that the t-shirt? So Burrow cocky. We know we know this about Burrow. He's got some swag. We, Burrow's got swag to him. And we've talked about it. I mean, it does feel like there's some there's an edge to this matchup. I cannot wait to watch the Chiefs. I and mean, the, look, look, the guy is the guy is all about competing. You know, he's confident, but he backs it up, right? Like he's not going to play. Like even though he didn't play great in those chance, and like last year, when you go back and study his playoff run, right? It wasn't like oh my gosh, he's unbelievable. He, he took some bad sacks. He didn't turn the ball over. He made some critical plays at critical times in the game. He understands that it isn't about his numbers. It's about winning the game. And that permeates throughout the team. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy that could go to his second consecutive Super Bowl. He put together potentially the greatest season a quarterback's ever played in college football his year that year at lsu where they won obviously the national championship i mean he's joe burrow if he keeps this up he's on his way to the hall of fame but we know this okay when we come back we'll switch back to the nfc rob guerrera is going to join host the gold standard 49ers podcast network he does a great job we'll find out how the niners and niners fans are feeling coming back here remember that number three at many shops now with philly laying it I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, no better day to become a VEASAN Pro and no better price. We've got an introductory offer. Give it a chance. $9.99 right now. You get the Pro Tools, Pro Picks, and Pro Tips. Everything we offer through March Madness. Sign up for $9.99 right now, including we're going to handicap Conference Championship Sunday for you. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles. You get all the betting guides. It's all there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now for $9.99. We're back. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher. We're talking right now NFC Championship game. Michael, I mentioned as we went to break, 
I'm sure you're seeing the same thing. I don't know if Thomas has moved to three yet, but most shops have moved Philly three. And if they're not nope. at three, like DraftKings is juiced up to 120 on the two and a half, so headed that way. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it here yet. He's still two and a half. It'll be interesting to see if he's going to move it. But he's kept saying to us all week long that he's got a lot of money coming in on San Francisco. It got a lot of sharp. And the books got some early action this morning. I've seen 49er fans actually come in the joint. So, you know, I, I think this is a game where, you know, a lot of people are on Philly. It's funny. It's one of those where I hate being on the side of everybody in this game. I'd rather be on Thomas' side and need the 49ers, but I handicapped the game the way I handicapped the game. And so, but it seems like that becomes the permeating thought. I saw Bill AD's uh, newsletter today, which you should definitely subscribe to. It's brilliant, he's great. Uh, he had in there that uh, everybody at VEASAN is on San Fran- is on Philadelphia in terms of the points. And so for me, you know, whenever you see that, whether it's NBC, CBS, or Fox, whenever you see everybody on it, sometimes that always doesn't come true. Well, we're going to get a 49ers take right now. Rob Guerrera, the gold, stand- gold standard 49ers podcast network. So you just heard Michael Lombardi, Rob. He said, everybody's on the Eagles. What's your response to that today? Hi. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Why? Yeah, thank you. Why is everybody on the Eagles? All the questions that you could have about the 49ers also apply to the Eagles. Do they not? The Eagles, who are you going to say? Who do they play all year? I know you say the same thing about the 49ers. Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. We don't know if he could perform. You say the same thing about Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy has more playoff wins than Jalen Hurts if we want to be technical. (laughs) Yeah, I love it, Rob. I I love it, Rob. I I mean, I got to send you a copy of Gridiron Genius to get it back there on yourself, but I I love it. I I agree. Look, I I think it's a really close game. I I think it's handicapped. So take me through Kyle Shanahan, what you believe Kyle Shanahan's approach will be as he faces this Eagle defense today. I think it's going to be ideally similar to what it was against the Packers in the NFC Championship game in 2019. If Kyle had his way, he would run, run, run the ball, control the clock, limit the amount of possessions the Eagles get, and then when he has to throw, rely primarily on play action that can pick up chunk plays down the field so that you don't have to have a 12, 13, 14 play drive to get points. Okay. So you're gobsmacked that everybody is on the Eagles. I like your feisty attitude, Rob. Let me ask you this. Purdy, why? 8-0, regular season in the postseason. Did you see this coming uh, before the season started? Obviously, the third stringer here for the 49ers. Oh, yeah. I knew when he was picked last in the draft, <laughs> he was going to be the closer. Uh, the, the big thing that Brock has done, two things. Number one. He never makes a bad situation worse. I know sometimes it's a little crazy because he's spinning around and things like that, but he can throw the ball away when he needs to. And number two, he hits the plays that are there to be made. Kyle Shanahan dials stuff up and gets people open, and Brock makes plays that are there. With Jimmy Garoppolo, especially in the playoffs, he didn't always do that. Guys would be open, he wouldn't hit them, or he would throw it behind him, and they couldn't run after the catch. Brock has done that beautifully. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's been so accurate with the football. It's remarkable. And, you know, he's more than a game manager. I think he doesn't get the credit that he gets for being accurate with the football, whether it's the throw early in the game against Dallas to seem to Kittle, not the one where Kittle was on the lost play. I I think he doesn't get enough credit for how good his accuracy is. So talk about McCaffrey. We know he's got the ankle. We know he's kind of always had some durability issues. What do you expect out of him today? 
I am a little nervous about McCaffrey because I don't listen to what the 49ers say. I listen to what they do. And in the last two drives against the Cowboys, the gotta have it, drain the clock drives, McCaffrey was only on the field for third downs. And if he was anything close to 100%, he would have been out there for all of them because they needed him. So that told me he's a lot more banged up than they're letting on. So he's, of course, going to play today. But I wouldn't be surprised because of the injuries to McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, who's questionable. I wouldn't be shocked if we actually saw a lot more Debo Samuel out of the backfield today than normal. Rob Guerrero, of course, hosts the Gold Standard 49ers Podcast Network. Okay, so the best run D in football, the 49ers. Your concern against that Eagles offense, would it be Devontae Smith? The 49ers have had problems covering wide receiver two. Yes. Uh, well, I'm concerned about all of it, to be honest with you. But we've seen wide receiver one against the 49ers go off, whether it was DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin or Cooper Cup. It doesn't seem to matter. CeeDee Lamb last week had a great game, but the Niners can deal with that if it's just one guy. But the problem is the Eagles have two, and that's where I get a little nervous because while Mooney Ward has been good for the 49ers, their other corner, Diamador Lenore, has been inconsistent, let's say. So a lot of this is going to come down to which Diamador Lenore we see. Do we see regular season Lenore, who was suspect, or do we see playoff Lenore, who's got interceptions in both playoff games so far this year? Yeah, that's going to be the key, right? But I think this game, and, and I'd love to hear what, what the Niners are saying. To me, this is a game about who plays from in front. And when they beat, when they were able to beat Dallas on the road last year, they scored 10 points in the first quarter. Do you get the sense that there's an urgency from the 49ers to play from in front? And if they actually won the toss, would they take the ball? I think that the coin toss is way more important in this game than normal because Kyle Shanahan gets freaked out at the end of the second quarter when he doesn't get the kickoff to start the second half. He, he's more concerned with not giving the ball back to the other team when they have the ball late in the first half than he is about actually scoring points. So I do think the coin toss is important. And George Kittle talked about this week. Don't let this game get down to a possession or two in the fourth quarter because the Niners have had some really bad fourth quarters in the playoffs and the NFC Championship game last year and, of course, in the Super Bowl in 2019. So they do want to get off to a fast start. And... If Brock can do that, it changes the whole rest of the game. And by the way, one more thing. No team has taken fewer snaps when trailing in the second half than the Philadelphia Eagles. So how about the Niners get a lead early and put a little pressure on Philly, who's not used to being in that spot? Doesn't sound like you're worried about Purdy getting shook there on the road. Huge environment, huge atmosphere. He seems to have the right temperament, Rob. He does. That's the one thing about him that seems pretty impressive is that it's almost like he doesn't realize he's a rookie that was picked last in the draft. He's pretty unflappable. And don't forget, one of his first starts, they had to go to Seattle on a Thursday night game. And that's actually when they clinched the NFC West. So he knows what it's like to play in a hostile environment. Trent Williams said this week, if you can handle Seattle on the road, you can handle anywhere. Yeah, I, I think that we make way more out of it than it is. I think it's going to be interesting. It's about execution. It's about who creates the plays that you need to make at the time. Yeah, the fans have a role. Yeah, it's going to be a great atmosphere. But I think ultimately it comes down to player execution and, and how they do that. And what would you say is the one area of this game that we're not talking about that will prove out to be the most critical? I think it's game management by the head coaches. If there's one thing we've seen from Nick Sirianni, he has no fear. He's not afraid to go for it. Fourth and short, we're going for it. 
in the red zone, we're not trotting out the kicker. We're going to try and score touchdowns. That is not who Kyle Shanahan has been. He kind of puckers up and turtles up in the biggest moments sometimes. He loves to trot Robbie Gold out there to kick a field goal for, you know, a 30-yard field goal. I don't think that's going to get it done in this game, especially if the Eagles have success running the ball and control the clock. When the Niners do have the ball, they're going to have to get touchdowns instead of field goal. Okay, Rob, your life, your job is wrapped up in the 49ers, so I want you to be objective with me here, okay? It's time for predictions. Who wins today? So I know I've said a lot of good things about the 49ers so far, but my my preseason pick in the beginning of the year to make the Super Bowl was the Eagles. So I kind of feel like I have to go Philly here. Niner fans have been crushing me all week, but my official prediction has been Philly 28, 49ers 21. And I think it's because Nick Sirianni is willing to not coach from a position of fear. They're going to almost decide to steal a touchdown at the end. And that's how I think they get the win. Boy, I'll tell you what, I read the book on you from this whole interview, and then the ending was a real twist because I never thought you were going that way. I swear to God, that was a John Irving novel right there now. Hey, hey I got to call it like I see it. We like objectivity. We, we, we appreciate that. Stats on Fire is the Twitter. Uh, the gold standard is the podcast, 49ers Podcast Network, Rob Guerrero. Great job, Rob. Appreciate you, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Rob. Awesome work. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Okay, that was Rob gave us the score prediction 28-21. to 21. Marcus Hayes yesterday from the Philly Inquirer also said Eagles 28-21. What that means is Eagles cover, and it goes over the total of 45-and-a-half. Two go. experts. Yep. Did you expect that ending from him there? I didn't. That was a twist. Yeah. That was a he came one across of those, as, he did. You know what? Right off the jump, I thought, he came across uh, as a wild card to me. I thought he might get weird at the end. Uh, I thought he was going to go 35-7 Niners the way he was talking. I mean, yeah, he was. He, he's, he's completely enveloped in it. Again, check him out. The gold standard is the pod. We come back with Thomas Gable next from behind the book. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, betting splits. We've talked about becoming a VEASAN Pro today for $9.99. Well, when you do, you get our pro tools and by far the most popular pro tool, the betting splits. Money and bets for every game. Updated every 10 minutes straight from DraftKings. Today's games and future events. Make sure you check out the betting splits every day, not just today, over at VEASAN.com. Sign up, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Of course, it's Championship Sunday. I'm Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi, out at the Borgata there in Atlantic City. He's sitting next to our partner who runs the race and sportsbook, Thomas Gable. TG, how are we? It's a busy day for you. Let's start with where you're sitting on these two numbers. Most shops have gone Philly three. You're st- still sitting two and a half there. Yes, we are still sitting two and a half. Uh, we have made the Eagles money line a little bit more expensive. It's uh, now they're 155 on the money line. Uh, up five cents there, but uh, the the total. What we've also seen uh, in the last 24 hours, the total has ticked down here in this yeah. game of point as well. So that is back to uh, the opener of 45 and a half currently. So uh, again, w- with the Eagles, um, you know, the the ticket count here obviously very very skewed uh, in favor of the Eagles, uh, but uh, the the money there there is still some uh, some Niners money out there to be had here and. Uh, I, I think one of the angles that we, we haven't talked about, maybe you guys have earlier, uh, is this first half number. Eagles are laying one and a half in the first half, and we know from what we've seen from them through throughout the season 
Uh, they love to play from out front. They, they are a quick starting team. They had the best record, I believe, uh, ATS in the first half this year. They were 13-5 and ATS on the first half number this year. They actually started out 7-0. and They started out the season 7-0. and I think it was the Houston Texans game where they, uh, the uh, perfect record was blemished there, uh, ATS. Uh, so we know that that's where they're comfortable um, playing from in front, then being able to kind of grind it out with the running game there in the second half because the second half, they're not a great team, uh, right. at least. So uh, if we, we are seeing people there jump on that um, laying a one and a half there in the first half on the Eagles. I, th- I think it takes a while to get used to the speed of the Eagle offense. And so that, that's – and they come out and they're, they kind of – they catch you off guard. And then once you kind of get used to the speed of the game, you can kind of catch up to them a little bit. I know that's to me was my feeling early in the season. Uh, I think San Francisco's talent is is their speed of their defense. I don't think the speed of the Eagles' offense will catch them off guard. I think what'll catch them off guard is their ability to throw the football down the field against quarter coverage, against cover three, and how they handle the zones. And can they get around Hurts enough to make him uncomfortable to where he doesn't have a a lot of room to be accurate with the ball. I, I think that is, but I, I do think that that's that might be the smallest first half number the Eagles have seen all yep. year, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, because you know, as obviously the, as the season progressed, there we, we we knew, and that that first half number on them was adjusted for sure. Yeah, they paid a tax on that yep. first half number. There's no doubt. Point and a half in the first half there was the 49ers and Eagles. I got Kansas City laying a half a point in the first half. Mm-hmm. They're at Arrowhead. Let's talk about the full game at the Borgata. Are you up to two and a half? No, we're still sitting one and a half here, uh, Patrick. Oh my so, goodness! Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I, so the one and a half is uh, is juice. But again, you know, when you, you there's not a, a ton of uh, difference there when when you're talking about one and a half, two and two and a half. So um, right now, obviously, the the Bengals. We, we said it yesterday. The Bengals have been a very very public play uh, this week, especially early in the week. A lot of money, at least here, came in on Cincinnati uh, early in the week. Uh, the Bengals at one point were up to two and a half point favorites. Uh, now, of course, the, the Chiefs have uh, moved back into uh, the favorite position. And, you know, I, I don't know, b- besides Mahomes' injury, uh, I, I don't know really what is driving that public sentiment, whether it's the, the fact that Mahomes has never beat Burrow, uh, you know, he's 0-3 there uh, against Cincinnati. Um I'm not really sure what it is that's uh, driving that public sentiment, but the Bengals are getting bet by the public. Um, now, we, we touched on this yesterday. The storyline last week going into that Cincinnati-Buffalo game was the, the compromised offensive line for Cincinnati. Uh, having three pieces there missing, obviously Buffalo did not come through with it with really any sort of pressure there on Burrow. Different story here today with the Chiefs. Uh, they are a top five defense in pressure percentage during the regular season, ranked second with 55 sacks. So you would certainly expect there, Michael, that 
Kansas City is going to be able to to get a lot more pressure today than what Burrow faced last week in Buffalo. You know, I, I think this is one of those games where they've made Chris Jones angry. You know, he hasn't had a sack in any playoff game in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's a dominating defensive lineman. He's a top three defensive interior defensive tackle in the National Football League. And as great as Joe Montana was, as great as Tom Brady was, as great as Dan Marino and all the great quarterbacks, the one thing that's their kryptonite is inside pressure is when they get somebody in their face where they have to throw the ball, whether it's on a quick throw or a longer throw, that's a problem. And these guards are going to be really challenged. I mean, they're going to be challenged. And Karras, Ted Karras, we drafted him in the seventh round out of the University of Illinois, four-year starter, tremendous kid, one of the toughest human beings I've ever been around. But he's not an elite athlete, but he plays with toughness. And he'll play today, but when, when a guy who's not elite athletically has a bad knee, that lowers his athleticism. I would put Chris Jones over him on every play and cover up their guards mm-hmm. and say, okay, the three inside guys got to block somebody. And, and put pressure on Burrow that way and play zone behind it and see if they can hold up. So I think this offensive line is going to get challenged today, and that's why I've tilted it towards the Chiefs. The other thing that we have to keep in mind when we're talking about Cincinnati, uh, they have been very good in turnover differential, uh, especially in the the latter half of the season and um, into the playoffs. Is this the week where kind of the worm turns there with turnovers? Always a tricky thing uh, when you're trying to handicap that, but uh, they've been very fortunate in the in the turnover differential. No doubt. And, and Patrick, I think when you see this, the games that Kansas City has lost, if they turned it over, I mean, they turned it over on the fourth down with five seconds to go in the first in the first half. They pass up points. That's a turnover. This, then they, th- they try to throw a screen, and it gets turned over. And then in overtime, we know Mahomes throws that bad pass. He throws yep. three of the worst passes of his career. One of them gets picked off. Yep, absolutely. Decisions at all on the totals? I've got 45 uh, Philly hosting San Francisco, and i got Cincinnati, Kansas City at a 47 and a half, Thomas. How about you? Uh, in the, the Eagles 49ers game, not much of a decision either way on that total. Uh, the, the Bengals Chiefs uh, number, that is uh, up to 48 and a half. We, we certainly do have some, a uh, uh, little bit of decision there uh, towards the over, but uh, we'll see, obviously, uh, a long way to go before that game kicks off. Uh, obviously, listen to Patrick, the biggest decision for us is going to be who wins this Eagles game outright because of uh, the liability we have there on, on the Eagles there in the future book. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about it uh, briefly on Monday on the Lombardi line. If you are shopping today for Super Bowl futures, make sure you, you shop around and, and look at the prices that you can get at different shops because uh, a lot of uh, books are going to be pricing the, these four teams based on, on liability uh, and where that sits with them. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for a price on the Eagles, don't necessarily come here, but uh, go <laughs> elsewhere. But, um, you, you know, uh, shop around if that's what you're uh, – looking to do today are you finding a lot of the people that have eagles super bowl tickets are they are they playing the nine are you getting niner money from them to all, to kind of offset no, their I loss I, I haven't seen that they're they're, seen they're going all. all in on it yeah, and the I other mean, thing i wanted to ask you is is you raise the money line is are you getting more action on the eagles on money line because you know eagle yeah. fans don't want they don't yes. care about the points right. you know that yeah no no that's why we raise. you know we're certainly seeing a lot of uh of eagles money line action coming in so 
Uh, again, we, we did uh, raise the price on that. Get to know How our favorite. Your Go I was ahead, just going to ask him one quick factor. Not to interrupt. Did any any a lot of teasers going on here, or, or is this kind of because of the number? The teasers yeah. are kind of not a favorite. Yeah, it's not not too much. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, we you've come on the show for years, Thomas Gable. We know you're a Georgetown fan. Let's get to know our favorite bookmaker a little bit. When you speak, you speak just like you you ate Pennsylvania. I mean, let's be honest. You have a very <laughs> Pennsylvania accent. Are you an yeah. Eagles guy? I've never asked you that question. Well, I grew up an Eagles fan. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, went to school in Philly. So I've been to many, many Eagles games through the years, uh, both at the Vet and at the Link. So I, I've uh, I've seen a lot uh, through the years with, with this team and this fan base. Uh, you know, can't say that I'm necessarily a fan of anyone uh, right now uh, or have been for a few years, but I, I grew up an Eagles fan. Michael said that he saw he saw a handsome bald guy greasing the pole out there earlier. Today. So maybe that maybe that was you, Thomas, getting got, ready for the parade. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I had a few blocks I had to cover on Broad Street today with that. So, <laughs> well, listen, you know how much we appreciate you, Thomas. Sent over for Veasan Pros two basketball plays today. I will say he sent over a Georgetown St. John's total. He's not messing with the side with his Hoyas. Thank you, TG. We'll come back and get Michael Lombardi's official picks next here at Conference Championship Sunday. It's the Lombardi line. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action over at BetMGM with the app. A fresh new redesign for in-game bettors, of course. Remember, if you're in town, bring your state-issued ID, you're ready to go. But most importantly, the best loyalty program in the game is BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue. Okay, it's about that time. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata on Patrick Maher. It's time 
to make Michael Lombardi's official plays here for Conference Championship Sunday. I will just say this. Charlie Weiss was Eagles Chiefs. We had a bit of a curveball from our 49ers guest, Mr. Guerrera, <laughs> who... <laughs> who came on and talked like he was Bill Walsh about the 49ers. Then all of a sudden he took the Eagles off of pride. Cause remember Michael, he said his prediction at the beginning of the year was the Eagles, So we had to stick by it. Mo Egger, who is a host there in Cincinnati. He likes the Bengals going to Arrowhead. Let's get to you. You've been steadfast. We'll start with the early game. It's two and a half with the Eagles laying it. You've been steadfast with your two plays all week. Go ahead. Give me your play on San Francisco and Philly. I think if you're going to beat the 49ers, you've got to be able to throw the football. You've got to be able to do what Charlie Weiss said, is run that play action, take advantage of their safety, being very aggressive as the eighth man in the box. And you've got to have skill on the outside to win. And that the Eagles can do that. And I think, to me, what I've studied from watching Philly this year is whenever they've had to play and change based on their opponent, they've been willing to adapt to that, and they have. And I think they'll adapt that. I think they'll come out throwing the football. You know, when they played Washington in week, what, three of the season, they threw for 328 yards. When they played for Tennessee in week 13 of the season, they threw for 386. You know, so when they've had to throw the ball. You know, the Chicago game's another game that I think is not one talked about, but it should be handicapped in this, in the sense that Chicago runs a similar cover three style of football. They play more Tampa than than San Francisco does Tampa 2, but they play this style. And they try to take away the run. They got an eighth man in the box, all that. So they they threw for 309 in that game. Now, Chicago turned them over three times. And that was why the game was so close and the Eagles didn't cover that seven-point spread. So I, I think to me, when you look at those games, when they have to throw the ball, against a team that is very good in their run defense, and Chicago's not. But on that day, Chicago was. It was a really cold, bitter day. And Jalen Hurts got hurt. I think they can throw the football effectively. And I think they will. I mean, they threw it for 355 against Dallas. I mean, Gardner Minshew threw the ball more effectively against Dallas than the 49ers did against Dallas. So I think this passing game is really going to be challenging for San Francisco to stop. And everybody's focused on the run. I'm focused on the, the Eagles coming out, throwing the football, getting the lead, playing from in front, and letting their defensive line force Purdy into a drop-back game. So I'm going to lay the points, and I'm going to take Philadelphia. Okay, a couple things here. One, Thomas Gable, remember, Michael, he just said that he had the Eagles laying a point and a half in the first half. Maybe I'll get your take on this. He just took 80000 on Philly laying a point and a half right after he got off the air over at the Borgata. Do you have an opinion on the first half on how this one starts? I got a strong one. I think it's a really good play. I, I would be surprised. And I think if, it, if the Eagles are not at the at head at halftime, I think they're in jeopardy of losing the game. I think something's gone wrong. I'm not saying they can't win the game, but I'm saying it's a style that San Francisco wins. And so to me, if you're playing the Eagles on the two and a half, you should play the first half number as well. They go hand in hand. I think Philly wants to play from in front. I think they want to control the pace. I think this is an eight possession, nine possession game. I really do. I think the game will get reduced. I think the unders in play here more than the over because of that. I think the possessions get limited. The other game, the possessions get limited, but both teams score in the possessions. 
As far as a prop, you like Jalen Hurts all week over 21 and a half completions. Are we still there with the over 21 oh, I love and a half? Yeah, I do. Okay. Because the, the, my visualization of this game is Hurts going to throw the ball. Hurts is going to throw it. This is not going to be a conservative, hey, we're going to take our, you know, we're going to pick our spots. This is hard play action, throw the football. I think he's going to throw it. I think he's going to complete passes. I think Goddard could be one of the leading receivers on the team today. But I think the ball's going to get spread around. And I think the way to beat San Francisco was what what Oakland did to them. Well, excuse me, what Las Vegas did to them. It's a Freudian slip. I can't help it. I was born a Raider. I'll always be a Raider in Oakland. It's what Oakland, It's what the Las Vegas Raiders did. They, they threw the football effectively. I think that's how you have to play this team. I'm going to piggyback with you over 21 and a half completions for Jalen Hurts. I like over 65 and a half receiving yards for Devontae Smith. 49ers been better against wide receiver ones. I think Devontae Smith gets loose here. He's been good over his last seven. Over 65 and a half for Devontae Smith. Let's move on to the next yeah, one. But I, okay. you know, let me add to that. I think Please. that's a smart play by you because what Marcus Hayes said yesterday on our show was that he was concerned A.J. Brown wasn't 100% healthy. Right. And they're hiding something there. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I think Devontae Smith is the guy to play in that situation. Well, he was... It's weird with A.J. Brown. We couldn't tell. He was demonstrative on the sideline. You didn't know if he was frustrated with injury or frustrated with lack of targets. It was it was kind of a weird scene. He seems like a good kid, so my assumption would be frustrated with the injury. Okay. Next one. Cincinnati, Kansas City. This is going to be awesome. Um, yeah. It's it's now dropped down to two, so I'll let you lay it with I'll let you lay the two of with Kansas City if you'd like to. Yeah, I, I will. I mean, look, I've studied all three games. I went back, I watched all three games, and they're very close. They go back and forth. I mean, the Chiefs dominated last year's game. They're up, they're up twenty-one to they're up twenty-one to three going into halftime, and they stupidly decide to go for it on a third down and with five seconds to go in the half, and they don't get any points, or they would have gone in twenty-four-three. Uh, I think they they have let this game slip away from them. They have made mistakes. Th- during the game, particularly in the fourth quarter. I think the championship game, I've said this on the program, I think the championship game was affected by Mahomes's whatever you want to call happened to him in the fourth quarter. To start the fourth quarter when he got hit by B.J. Hill, when he got hit by Hendrickson, that from that moment, he's five of nine. He gets sacked three times. He throws an interception. From that moment forward, he didn't play well. And I think so when you watch these games, there's variables in each game that could have gone easily to Kansas City. I think it's damn hard to beat a team four times in a row. I think it's really hard, especially the team that's evenly matched. And I think that Kansas City's defensive front wins this game. I like Kansas City. I think Kansas City knows that they got to play for four quarters. I think Kelsey will play well. I think he'll score a touchdown. It's my favorite prop. I think it'd be shocked if he doesn't. And for all the Lou Amaromo playing great defense he's played opportunistic defense he's not really ever controlled the game with his defense I think that, that that'll be the chance and I think that if, if Kansas City is four for five in the red zone they'll win the game so just to note Michael Lombardi loves Kansas City today Samich had Kansas City uh, the Bear had Kansas City and Charlie Weiss had Kansas City those are four pretty sharp guys that like Kansas City and again we're showing two and a half at BetMGM you can find twos as well as that number becomes more and more important in the NFL. 
Okay. Uh, wait, you, you, got, let, you know, my man, my man, Bill Berman's here in the house. He likes, and he likes, uh, he likes the Bengals. He's completely on the Joe Burrow train. Completely on the Joe Burrow train. Just want you to throw that out there for you. Okay. Take take the two and a half with the Bengals and Joe Burr. Uh, the the games. Uh, you got two minutes here, Michael. I'm just going to let you run with them I, again. The, these the final four this year. It's about as good as it gets with these four teams. Look, let's. This is the first time since 1997 that we've had point spreads three and under in, in both for both teams. So we're, we've got the best of the best, right? And hopefully that translates in the best games possible. And we get to watch the chess match. I think you measure your career by how many conference championship games you get to. I think that's really, truly how you measure your career. It's wonderful to wear Super Bowl rings, and God knows I love them. But you get to this game, it's because you've endured the season. You've gone through the battles. You've te- you've been through the test, and you've had a play from behind. You've overcome obstacles. You've gone to, dealt with injuries. You've done all the things that great teams have to do, and now here you are. You're left standing, and you've got to play your best today. Remember, this game will these two games will come down to who converts third and two, which of the best players play their best today, and what team avoids losing more than what team wins. So it's going to be, to me, a tremendously uh, fun day to watch, to go through. I'm going to enjoy every minute of it, Patrick. I'm going to sit back and uh, take it all in and get ready for the celebration. And look, I I mean, just get ready for those polls to get taken down in Philadelphia. (laughs) <laughs> the programming continues here on Visa and JVT's got two hours of live bet Sunday and then an hour before kickoff, Brent Musburger with countdown to kickoff. The only anxious part for you, Michael Lombardi, and the rest of us is we got to wait three hours now. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But we'll, we'll, we'll muddle through it, Patrick. We'll get through it. No worries. We'll get through it. Tomorrow, Have a great one, rec- Patrick. I'm yeah, looking forward too, to buddy. it. Tomorrow, recap right here on the Lombardi line on VEASAN of Conference Championship Sunday. We look forward to it. JBT's coming up next with two hours and then Brent Musburger. Enjoy it. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.